Hey guys, Sklar Brothers here with Dan Van Kirk. Yes. From Dumb People Town, and we've got Adam from Adam Ruins Everything. Adam Conover on the show this Hello. week. Hello. Good time in Dumb People Town, right? I mean, you like to make people smarter. When they finish watching your show That's what and try to do. listen to your podcast, they try and be smarter. We are going to not be focusing on those people in this, <laughs> in this episode. No, but we are going to focus on possibly the greatest eyewitness to any one of our stories. Mulver. 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 The first story Mulver. has one of the greatest Dumb People Town characters everywhere ever and he didn't actually do anything wrong <laughs> check it out slumber party with Megan Gans and we're still like reeling from it. She just left the slumber party and we're like what just <laughs> happened? This is the longest podcast we've ever recorded. We were sitting in our um, in our pillow fort and it got dark. It got dark. It was dark in our pillow fort. We it were got in our dark. pajamas. Honestly, Wait, the yeah. sun set and it got dark yeah, outside and, and it got dark in the pillow fort. We started our podcast out of the gate talking about vaginas and multiple vaginas on one person. You're going to have to listen to the podcast to find out who in the fort had more than one vagina at birth. Do you know what this what? Do you know what slumber party this episode got? What? Real. It got real. It got real. So listen, we hope you enjoy Slumber Party with Allie and Georgia with our lovely guest Megan Gans. We talk about everything from female anatomy to making it as a television writer to our darkest secrets to relationships just sit with us for two hours it gets ugly <laughs> oh, this is slumber party with Allie and Georgia we hope you guys like it I think they're gonna love it they're gonna love it Oy vey. we're in a pillow fort in my apartment it's one million degrees Celsius which is so much hotter than Fahrenheit and we're in our pajamas which are also very warm can I tell everyone that I'm wearing bathing suit bottoms? I can see that. It's so hot. I am wearing a little nighty from Target. It's nice. Uh, our producer, Dustin, is wearing robot pajamas. We've constructed a blanket fort, and this is a slumber party podcast. So we're going to talk about embarrassing moments, ghost stories, secret crushes, kitchen raids, farting. Drawing dicks on faces. Yeah, putting unmentionables in the freezer. Okay. Hey, Ellie, let's start Slumber Party off by telling each other one thing we learned this week. Do you okay. want me to go first? Do you want me to go first? I want you to go first. Cause Why? Because you don't like yours? Because mine has a lot of words that I'm afraid of misremembering. Okay, well, mine has a lot of words, too. Okay. But... Georgia has this written on a piece of papier. Papier. I'm going to start by telling you that they, I found today okay. a YouTube channel. Oh. It's produced by a company called Got a Kid to Feed Productions, which oh. is players to begin with. I already hate it. No, you don't. Um, the <laughs> is this a Coney 2012? No, it's called Real Actors Read Yelp Reviews. Oh. And it is amazing. Allie and I talk about Yelp reviews a lot. Whenever we leave a place, we write like a fake Yelp review on each other. And at it starts other. like this. It always starts with, <laughs> Allie, what does it start with? It's my birthday. It was my birthday. And they made us wait. Okay, so there's this, so there's this channel uh, on YouTube. And it's these like Broadway and like these like Broadway actors reading Yelp reviews. I hope they're wearing dance belts when this is occurring. It is gorgeous. <laughs> it, it looks like a PSA, but it's them reading Yelp reviews <laughs> in like dramatic me? tone. Yes, I can give you an example because Thank you. I printed one out of, that I found, a Yelp review that I found. So Ali, I need you to read this Yelp review in your best dramatic. This is a one-star Yelp review from a terrible chain restaurant that I found and I printed it up for Ali to read and I 
highlighted is, it. So, Allie, will you please, if you please? This you is this. like if you handed me a kitten with diarrhea. <laughs> like, I don't want it, but I can't I know, not. but it's still a kitten. <sighs> okay, here we go. This is from Dave S. He lives in Bell, California. Of course he does. Hey, Georgia, real quick, where's Bell? We don't fucking I don't know. know. You know why? Who lives there? Dave S. I saw a fight break out, and a dude pulled out a gun. I saw a guy get stabbed a different time. Once, this drunk lady grabbed all the balloons and passed them out to all the kids. I went for a quick bite and this guy was passed out in the bar. I took a picture with him. One time, I went and there was a wait. So I went to the restroom and there was vomit in the middle of the floor. Guess that guy didn't make it to the toilet. I left that time. This roadhouse needs Patrick Swayze. What the <laughs> fuck is this? Applebee's. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, I snorted. Did no, you hear that? <laughs> Wait a second. This is an Applebee's review? Yeah. This is awesome. Can I just tell you how difficult it was to find, like, the best... Like, there were so many bad Applebee's reviews that, like, this Dave S. I want to hang out with Dave S. Like, you know what pisses me off about this is hmm. that he gave it one star, and I would give it, like, five. Yeah. I want to go... Like, tonight, I don't know what you're up to. Yeah. Is Let's it go. Bell? I, don't I would go there. If some drunk lady gave me balloons and I got to take my picture with a drunk guy at the bar <laughs> and like a jalapeno poppers, what the fuck? Of course. All right. So real actors read Yelp is something that you guys should go find. That's what I learned this week. I learned that there's a thing called a Quasar. It's in the other galaxy. Oh, Allie. There's this thing. It's in this black hole of this other galaxy. It's a Quasar. It's called and Applebee's. It's, it's called Applebee's. <laughs> there's Okay, so there's this Quasar. It's 12 billion light years away, uh-huh. which means that when we look at it, we're seeing what happened 12 billion yeah, years ago, no, which is like, what? Out. And it has enough water in it to give every person on Earth all of the water on Earth times 20,000. See you later, Fiji. Right? Hey, later, Evian. Right? You're out of biz. I don't need you, Britta Felter. I'm cool. Thanks. <laughs> so everyone who's like all, don't waste water, it's like, hey, bitches, nah, there's it. this quasar 12 billion light years away. We just get whatever we need there. They got ranging waters. Yeah. They got banana slides. Yeah. I don't know what a banana slide is. What are those slides that you put on the lawn? Oh, yes. slip and slide. Whatever. I bruised my ribs so hard as a 12-year-old on those, and I loved it. Yeah, I got so excited. And my sister and I had like a whatever, a water slide. I think it was called a crocodile mile. We set it up. Oh my God, I remember those. I was so jealous of people who had, I had like a backyard that's pretty much the size of this tent, which is tiny. Yep. We didn't get stuff like that. Suck my crocodile, because we had a crocodile (laughs) mile. My sister and I hit that so hard. The next day, we're like, do you have marks on you? And we both had bruised ribs. I mean, your dad beat you, too, that night, right? Well, sure he did, but he was drunk. It was fine. (laughs) So um, there's this quasar. It has 20,000 times the amount of Earth's volume for every single person on Earth. And the funny thing about the whole thing is that um, scientists didn't know that there was water anywhere else in any universe until like 1969 so like five minutes ago essentially a scientist uh, are like i guess there could be water other places hey what's up bitches so much water so drink up buttercup because we got plenty the past 10 years i've been trying to conserve water by drinking white wine spritzers solely you're such a good person and Georgia. now i can just drink as much water as i want so <laughs> hey We have a good friend, gorgeous lady, amazing writer. She's a writer for Community. Can I say, let's the first thing off. Let's call her gorgeous and objectifier immediately. She is a broad. Look at those tits. Stupid, bitchy broad with boobies. (laughs) She's got ovaries and everything, you guys. Her name is Megan Gantz. Um, We had a crush on Megan Gantz before we ever met her, truth be told. She was a writer for The Onion, and we were big, big fans of The Onion. She also wrote for The Demetri Martin Show. Ugh. 
Love it. Love and it. I heard about her through friends and was Twitter stalker of hers. She's in a fucking pillow fort in my living room drinking a wine spritzer. Hi, Megan Gans. I, I like you guys talking about me in third person. We should just keep that going. Hi. hi. Thank you guys for having me in your pillow fort. Fuck you. It's awesome. This is great. <laughs> hey, um, tell us what I you have crushes on both of you guys. Oh, my God. Thank Thanks. you. Even I, though I'm just sweating. Say, the first time that I met you both mm-hmm. was our good friend Emily Gordon decided to have a brunch where the four of us would be together. Yeah. And I think we, it was like a three-hour brunch. Yep. Yeah. And we all got wasted. We convinced <laughs> you not to go to a baby shower. Yep. I missed that. They're <laughs> still then, mad at me. Uh, it was the best. It was really and I think we got like into some lady conversation oh, like yeah. real quick oh, like hardcore. all of a sudden I was like hey guys like telling you everything was there was awesome. no small talk it was like so <laughs> here, here is, is what's going on with my vagina yeah I, I had a microfiche of my vagina and I was like look at it later <laughs> oh that's yeah. a vintage of you it is vintage uh, vintage vagina that's the kind of vagina I roll <laughs> I remember learning about your vagina and your lower intestine mm. and your heart that yeah mm. I, I do I have a very interesting vagina that was why I was sharing it are we gonna talk about your vagina we can talk no. about we can talk about one of them if you want to <laughs> are we gonna start this podcast by that mom about my, it's actually well that like emily was telling me that if that she finds that a lot of traffic to her website is people searching megan gans two vaginas shut up you, Georgia, how many vaginas do you have one how many do i have one probably one megan how many vaginas do you have i have one now All i did right. have two but i got surgery. you gave the other one to charity right i gave the other one away um but yes, I had, I found out when I was in New York, when I was like 25 or 26 or something, that I had uterine didelphus, which is, uh, <gasps> it's a, uh, thing that happens when you're in, like, your reproductive organs don't fully merge. Like, women's reproductive organs start as, like, two ovaries, and then you have two tubes, and the mm-hmm. tubes form two <gasps> fallopian tubes, but then they're supposed to merge and become, like, one uterus and one vagina, but my vagina didn't totally like merge so that I had this weird wall of skin that I didn't know about until I was like 25. So you had twin vaginas. So I had two holes. Basically you could like go in one side or the other. Did you name one St. Paul and one Minneapolis? (laughs) That would have been so cute. Really cute. uh, Sister cities? Yeah. Um, (laughs) I I didn't even know. It was so terrible. Like and I'd been going to a gynecologist for like a lot of years which means she's the worst gynecologist. Yeah. Did you you sue the uh, I mean, I was it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was really weird. Like, and when it actually, when I found out, the woman just was like, "Oh, you," like the woman that was doing the exam or whatever was like, "Oh, you have two vaginas," and I was like, "What?" And like, I thought that I was gonna look down and see like two separate bushes. <laughs> I think that's what people. Fe- I think that's what yeah, people, people imagine. are imagining two bushes. <laughs> like I hadn't noticed that for like twenty six years. Look at all them Lydia. What, what happened when you told this gynecologist you had been going to? Like, hey, FY, do you know anything? Like, if you were putting those things in me and you didn't see like, hey, I didn't them, you- go, ever go back to her. But it was surprising. But the but I told my new gynecologist. I was like, how did I never know? And she was like, well, technically, like, if you put the speculum in, it's like just a wall of skin, so it moves. So she was like, if she put the speculum in, she wouldn't have noticed unless she took it out and, like, noticed that there were two places she could have put it in. What? If some guy found vagina number two with his dick how did she not find that with a light and an instrument i know Do you i know what no i mean idea. but you know what there were other like i should have known because like there was when i was growing up this is where it's gonna get weird uh when i was growing up and i like started having periods i was trying to use tampons and they would never work and my mom was like oh you must be using them wrong and i was like how can i be getting this wrong it's like one area that you put a, a t- and then it turns out there it wasn't but how and does I it read, not work like because so it, it goes out the other side yeah, but that's it's so, awesome. It's, like, here's the regular, here's the opening. <laughs> Nobody like, can see what you're doing. You guys should uh, see she's this. showing can me I... her actual vagina right now to demonstrate <laughs> this. It is so huge. I never oh realized. Oh, yeah, it talks. Want to hear it talk? 
Ellie. I, don't, I love that your fir- your vagina's first word is my name. That <laughs> but just she, tickles me. The, first and last. Also, mm-hmm. when I got the surgery done, all they did was take out the wall of skin to, and then the two sides. But they actually were like, do you want to keep it? And I was like, no, thanks. So the like, wall oh of skin? God. Yeah. I kept I my like, wisdom no. teeth. That's kind of the same thing. Did you thing. really? Was your nurse like a goth or something? <laughs> I don't know. But it was the, wor- it was the worst uh, in a lot of ways. One, which it's such a weird thing that... Um, Every like my doctor was like really excited when she found it. Like yeah. she just didn't even uh, yeah. leave enough time for me to like deal with what I would like to process it before she was like, "Can my intern come in and look <gasps> at this?" And then like on the day of my surgery, I was like strapped down to this bed, and they <gasps> had my legs up in stirrups and everything. And then they're like, they're putting, you know, they they've got this syringe full of stuff that they're putting in your IV so that to knock you out. Mm-hmm. And as they're pushing down the plunger, I see like three, <gasps> four, five, six doctors walking into yeah. the room, and I'm like, oh, everyone's gonna watch my surgery because. Yeah. They never get to see this. So I had like a, 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 an audience of, di- and I was just like, thank God there's uh, drugs being pumped into my system and oh, I won't. Wow. You know what like- you are? You're a vaginal unicorn. <laughs> oh, Everyone's God. so excited yeah. about well, that. Now I'm just boring. Existed. Now I'm yeah. just boring. You're pretty like- boring without that. Well, that were you like, when you make two vaginas one, will my vagina be extra capacious? I asked them that. Well, I have a huge capacious vagina. Yeah. <laughs> capacious. I actually said, am I just going to have one big vagina? And she was like, well... <laughs> Those were my words exactly, one big vagina. And she goes, well, no, because like whenever you've been having sex before, this wall of skin has just been moving. So it's the same amount of space. It's just oh, that, okay. you know what I mean? Okay. It's like there was not that wall to stretch anymore. All right. But then I called an ex-boyfriend of mine yeah. that I was still friends with, and I was like, oh my God, you're never going to believe what I found out today. And he was like, oh, I guess I sort of knew that. And I was like, what? what? And he goes, well, I always knew there were two ways to go. I don't oh, understand this guy who's like, I always knew that there were two ways to enter and your vagina. And he never told me. What the fuck? I, I would know. be like, if you had two dicks, I'd be like, what's up? Which one do yeah, you want? what's going on there? <laughs> and not to mention, like, there's always two ways to go. So you really had three ways yeah, to go, if you think about it. I mean... Oh, you're talking about buttholes? Sure. <laughs> we always talking about buttholes. You guys, I just wish we weren't so shy, the three of us. <laughs> I'm wish. so bashful. Let's talk more about butt sex. <laughs> I have a question, though. So you were a stand-up in your mid-20s. At what point, had you always been writing? Sorry to get sorry to get so no. embarrassing yeah, about talking really about stand-up. I don't want to talk about this. Um, I started doing... I started writing really early. Like, I always really liked writing. But I started doing stand-up when I was, like, a freshman in college. Uh, and I liked it. I don't like the performance. I like the writing jokes part of it, but I hated the performance aspect. How come? I just don't like being on stage. I don't like being in front of people. I say like too much. Mm-hmm. I, I have, like, a, a lot of tics that I don't enjoy broadcasting to the populace. And I just feel like I'm so much funnier. If if I could just write all my jokes and then hand them off to somebody else and they could go on stage and then do all that material, I'd be like... So wait, so you're intense. in Los Angeles and you don't like the attention I do not being, like attention at all I don't get it I don't like I know people are they never they never understand like on the show they're like do you want to be like an extra in a scene I'm like no and they're like really I'm like no why would I like if I wanted to be an actress I would be trying to do that I don't, I'm not interested and then when I was on Dimitri's show he actually like put me he would put us in sketches and stuff just as like in backgrounds and and I kept being like no I don't want to do it and then everybody takes it as like oh you're being modest and I was like no I really don't want to do it and then I was in one and and I accidentally looked into the camera and the director like got mad at me and I was like went into this big Christian Bale-esque rant where I was like yeah yes. I'm not a fucking actress <laughs> like I was just like uh, so that was the end of my acting career that's incredibly I'm, endearing that you're like no I'm good yeah. I don't I want, want to my big break. I don't care can I, I say that I've recently called that bailing someone out <laughs> bailing. Like if you bail someone out you rip them 
come so many new vaginas. <laughs> I'm gonna bail you out so fucking bail you hard. Out so fucking hard. Um, so you're like, so yeah, you're a Los Angeles anomaly in that you don't want a lot of attention mm-hmm. on your face, but rather your brain. So you were doing stand up. At what point were you like, I would, I just, I want to be writing scripts instead? No, I always wanted to write for The Onion and uh, since I was very young. But it, it's such a specific field that I didn't know how to get into it because what do you study in order uh, to like be in the, in the you know... Yeah. The satirical arts. So I, yeah, so I went to um, I went to school and I was studying English and I, I always really liked writing. I always found that I could bullshit really well. I had no interest in like um, scholarly pursuits though. <laughs> I, I really liked writing and I really liked making points but I didn't like learning anything. I just wanted to like I wanted to argue points. I wanted to be able to always bullshit my way into sounding like I knew what I was talking about but I didn't actually want to know anything so the onion was like perfect for that because it's all about like pretending like you're in a you know you know all about NASA but you really don't yeah. and you're you know uh, so so but I was I was like so I went so then when I was in college I wrote for basically like a rip off of the onion that they had at um, U of M called it Michigan every three weekly so I wrote for them and then we got contacted by uh, the onion um, and they Ooh. were doing a because they had sent out a thing to a bunch of uh, uh, humorous publications at different colleges because they had started this all new program that they'd never had before which was like a, an internship where they actually taught you how to write and you got to write and publish stories wow. so I applied to that and then I got that job and that's how I so my first job out of college was how actually writing for the you at that point? I was super stoked your first job out of college was writing for the onion yeah that, I never worked amazing. a real job crazy. <laughs> I mean oh like God, I worked crazy. I worked uh, I worked like when I was in college in high school I, in high school I worked at like Banana Republic and like in college I, oh my I worked God, I can't at some see different you there at all. <laughs> but I know oh my God Banana Republic was like the worst job ever because it was one of those where they would come in and they'd be like, "Today we're pushing belts," and I was like, "Oh, it was my birthday and I had to work at Banana." How do you not choke yourself with one? I actually had one of the best experiences of my life. I was like 15, working at Banana Republic, and I was in the in the dressing room, and these two guys come in right, and they're trying on all these pants, and this guy comes out, and he goes up to me. And he go and I was like, how do those pants fit? And he goes, um, they're really tight in my penis area. <laughs> and I go, okay, do you want me to get another size? And he goes, no, I'm pretty sure I'm always going to have that problem. Oh. Maybe, maybe he had two penises. Maybe he had two penises. <laughs> we were born to be together. Um, Barf? Barfy barf. Barf, right? Was I know. he at least hot? Uh, no, and he was trying like mint green corduroys, and I was like, ugh. "What?" It was like really ugh. Ugh. what a blight. I know, what a blight on the manscape. Uh, if you're hitting on me, never say the word penis. Never <laughs> say the word penis. Also, don't hit like, on high school girls. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but so I went there, there, and that was like my first job, and it was it was crazy because like uh, at my interview that they, they hired me and then did me then had an interview for me because oh. I I did a whole um, three months of being basically an intern, and then and then at the end of that they were like okay we're gonna we're gonna hire you on to the staff and then they did like a like sort of a after the fact interview that didn't really mean anything but they were just like talking to me and the, and the editor-in-chief was like what do you want to do uh what's your five-year plan and i was like to eventually work here like what are you talking about <laughs> what are you talking about i'm like 20 i think i started that job when i was like 22 23 what's your five-year plan and i was like what's my five-year plan i'm living the dream yeah uh oh. but so i so i did that for three three years and it was like by the time by my third year i was an associate editor and it was one of these things where i was like shit 
I did this already. Like, what am I supposed to do now? Like, I already, like, I, I, am I just going to do this for the rest of my life? And then I, so then so I. You had already, like, you had already fulfilled your, your dream. Career. dream. Yeah. Like, when I yeah. quit that job, I woke, I woke up in the morning. When I got the job at Dimitri's show, I woke up in the morning and went to my, into my roommate's room. And I said, well, just going to go quit my dream job today. Uh-huh. And I meant it, like, 100%. Like, if I, if I had told myself at 13 that one day I would be quitting my job at the Onion, I would have socked myself in the yeah. face for real for real for being like fuck you you think you're better than that with yeah. a sock full of rocks how did you how did you did you submit for Dimitri's show and this I is did. important thing with Dimitri Martin on Comedy Central correct? on Comedy Central Wait, I like things. this did you do that because I like the story I already know the answer go it's go. so funny um I uh well, how I got I eventually ended up even even just thinking about TV in general was when I was at The Onion, I wrote um, a story about This American Life. Uh, the headline was This American Life Completes Documentation of Upper Middle Class Existence. <laughs> and it was like they had done every single story about being white and college educated. And, um, and so I wrote this story and apparently like they kept getting like Ira Glass kept getting asked about it when he would do interviews and stuff. So then oh, they wow. called us and we're like, we would like to do a piece on you. And we're doing this thing about tough rooms. Uh, and so we would like to come in and do um, a story about uh, the onion. And um, and of course, the guys, because they were mean, they go, they told him, oh, yeah, the writer that wrote that is obsessed with you because I would talk about. I would talk about Ira Glass like on a regular basis and how I wanted him to just like lie down on top of me while yeah. I was like listening to his podcast. Oh, I would love him <laughs> to know. do that. He's like, I don't want to, ha- I don't want to sexualize him in any way, but I just want like to feel the weight of his body mm-hmm. uh, while I'm listening to. But so he came and did this interview uh, about us and, um, and then uh, some, a- my agents, my current agents in, uh, in LA heard it and then called me at the onion and were like, uh, hey, do you have uh, do you have any representation? Because we heard you on this This American Life thing, and you're a young woman writing for The Onion or whatever. And I uh, and I was like, uh, I don't need representation. I don't even. And they were like, We're from UTA, and I was like, I've never heard of it. And I was like, I'll talk to you guys later. And I like hung up. I was like kind of annoyed. I treated them like a telemarketer. Uh. And then I hung up. And then I'm like three days later, I'm like talking to a friend of mine. And I'm like, Ugh. And then these annoying people from this place called UTA were called. And my friend was like, Oh my god, call them back. What are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, oh, shit. So I called them back. And then we started working together just like over the phone. Kind of they were like, we're just interested in your life. And if you ever, you know, if you have a spec script that you ever write. And I was like, sure, I totally would have one of those. What's that? And uh, and then they told me what it was. And I was like, cool, I guess I'll write one of those. And then. What, what actually happened was that uh, they told me that Colbert was looking for um, writers and I wrote a packet for Colbert. Did and you just get, when you had the opportunity to write for Colbert a packet, were you just like so nervous? I was excited? super nervous. Like, how did you approach that? Like, where do you start? Um, I was really, really nervous, but I also absolutely love that sort of format because um, write, we had a, one of the things in the packet was like uh, writing a word, the word segment. And that is really fun because it's essentially like writing a really funny debate i mean like he presents an argument and you have to make that argument make sense for his conservative values yeah but then you have to undercut it with these things that are like happening on the screen so you have these dual dialogues kind of happening where he's arguing one point that the screen is sort of like saying the opposite yeah I love and that. and it's it was super fun like i had the most fun writing it ever and uh and i got an interview off of that uh packet they wanted to interview me and then as soon as i got the interview my agents were like cool we're working together ah. and uh and i was like okay and then i didn't i 
didn't actually get that job. Okay, so I went into this interview having absolutely no idea of what was going to go on. Um, they told me that I was just meeting with one of the producers, mm-hmm. and I walked in, and she, I saw her, and she was like, oh, just go wait in my office, and I walk into her office, and there's four men sitting there, and I'm like, oh, shit, and then I start shaking the first guy's hand, and then I realize out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, oh my god, that's Stephen Colbert, <gasps> and I was like, oh my god, and then my brain like didn't stopped working and it was oh like and then for the rest of the interview up uh, the one hemisphere of my brain was just going it's Stephen Colbert it's Stephen Colbert it's Stephen Fuck. Colbert it's Stephen Colbert and I couldn't think of anything like he asked me where I went to school and I was like college like I had no idea <laughs> I was so scared and then and then the last question of the interview was like just talk about the news and I was like oh my god and I literally started it with so bird flu's been big in the news lately I'm not joking oh. to Stephen Colbert's face and he oh. did, somehow didn't punch me and I was like Ugh. Oh, I just and then I walked out and Ugh. sobbed all the way home because oh, I was like I, I fucked it up I fucked that up I'm such an idiot but then it turned out I was like the, it was like it came down to like me and him. Wow. So I was like, I almost had it, but uh, but then I, I didn't get that. But then we were working together. The next packet they had me write was for Dimitri's show. I wrote for that. I got a phone interview, and then they hired me. And then I quit my job, and I was out in two year two uh, out in LA two weeks later, and I started working for. And you'd been in New York for how many years? For three years by then, um, and uh, and I'd never written for TV. Didn't know what final draft, like hadn't worked in final draft ever. And all what of a sudden, it's like my job. What were your packets like? Like, what did you have to do for packets? Um, like, for what Demetrius, is a packet? I'm air quoting so hard. Right uh, <laughs> uh, it depends on the show. For for Colbert, for instance, it's like you have to write a, a word segment, uh, a tip of the hat, wag of the fing- finger. You have to write um, like a uh, what was the other thing? Um, some desk piece uh, sort of type thing. Um, for the Daily Show, you have to write correspondence pieces uh for for dimitri's it was write um write a a live thing that he can do in front of the audience um and then also write a um two sketches and i had never written sketches before um and so i wrote these two sketches so i got this phone interview and i was talking to my agents and i was like what do i do if they ask me about my sketch experience because i don't have any and that's sketch it's a sketch show yeah and they were like just you know tell them that you know you you've been really interested they were trying to give me ways to like get around it they're trying to teach you to bullshit to bullshit away from it and i I was just like i'm gonna get caught like if they start talking I'm gonna get caught and not knowing so then when they called me of course the first question of the interview is how much sketch experience do you have and I said do you did you read those two sketches because that was it Uh, (gasps) and and I was like if you guys like that I I, I'm a really fast learner I'll write more like that Um, I can't wait to um, I can't wait to like learn more about sketch writing I'm really excited about it that seems like a total fuck up yeah but didn't they liked I mean they hired me so two pies I remember you telling me once that like you know you lived in New York and you were were friends with a lot of comedians a lot of sketchers every single fucking person submitted to write yeah including the guy you were dating the guy I was dating yeah right and like all these dudes and fucking Megan fucking Gans and it was I love uh, that and here's the biggest shocker not dating that guy anymore yeah you are (laughs) wait wait (laughs) you competed against him and then you won the job and you guys stopped dating (laughs) Uh, we we technically stopped dating um, the day that I turned the packet in uh, we got into a really big fight about about the packets kind of not about ours but about it was hap- it was going to happen like we were not good together do you respect but- his intelligence yeah I was fine with it okay. but it was like Whatever. it was one of those things where 
it was the weirdest breakup in my life because like I went down to his place and I and I had got come straight from yoga yoga Ugh. and uh, and I went and I went down and, and I, I was I took a shower at his house and then I was drying my hair and he comes in and he goes do we even like each other what? and I was like and I said can I finish drying my hair before we break up so that I don't have to leave your place and with wet hair and then I went home and I was on my I, I decided I'm gonna go in my roof and smoke so much weed that I can't remember how to use a lighter good for you that was my plan and I did oh, and uh do you and I was know how to use a lighter to this day and I know I do I, I learned again but at that point it was like I was so stoned that I f- that I was like I forgot to s- keep smoking like it was like one of those Aww. and I was so big it's not even worth that and then well then he calls me and he's like oh I'm just so fucked up I made a mistake like can we just talk about it? I just feel like I've just and I was like yeah okay well come up come here because I was like in Brooklyn in like Williamsburg and he was like down in the slopes and you're like bring and me I was a like, hot dog come, and come some up Cheetos. here like talk about it and he was like Pfft. I'm not going to make some grand romantic gesture just because you want your life to be like a movie. What did he say? Are you serious? <laughs> and I was like, first wow. of all, if you Allie, think... grand I was like, romantic gesture. Yeah, I go, what How fucking was- shitty movies are you watching where the grand romantic gesture is the guy make- takes a 15-minute sub- oh subway ride my God. at 9 p.m. to see a girl? What's the grandest, most romantic gesture a guy's ever done for you? Oh, that's, that's a great a good question. question. I'll tell you mine. Do you need a minute to think, Gans? Yeah, tell okay, yours. Okay, this is the grandest, most romantic gesture. I dumped a guy because he used the game on me, and I found out about it. What? We talked about this with Dave Horowitz on our on that episode. But a guy used insult seduction to get me in his grip, and I found out about it, and I was like, oh, fuck are you? And like, so it was like, you cannot fuck off hard enough. Like, I cannot believe that you insulted me to get me to like you. Um... So I dumped him and then he drove like 35 miles to leave warm peanut butter cookies on my doorstep and a dozen Aww. roses and like a handwritten note and I and then and he put them on my doorstep and he split. He went right back. He wasn't like cookies. He was like he split. He's like I left these here for you. There's a note. I want you to read it. And of course I was like, "Oh, I'm cockers." <laughs> first. <laughs> yeah, I ate the fuck out of those. And then I read the note. But wait a second. Okay, a couple months back, a guy that you weren't even dating oh. dropped a package off in the same in the same kind of uh, gesture. You're talking about the guy in sweatpants who left jewelry in the bushes when I had a guy up in my apartment? No! That happened. Uh, no, he had a fiancé. Wait, who the fuck is that? Yeah, some guy had a fiance, but left. He's like, I left you some jewelry who? in the bushes, and I was like, I have someone <laughs> over. Who? Um, I'll tell you later. Okay. But I was like, and I, I was like, get up the All right, well, <laughs> apparently people who? leave shit in your bushes. Uh, people, a lot. Someone else left something in my bushes a couple weeks ago. Dude, I was sick, and someone left some Gatorade. That's what I'm talking vitamin about. Water. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. And, and they're that's like, cute. That's, that's romantic. Cute. That's people nice. leave shit in my bush. <laughs> There's a lot of bushes down there. Am I right? There's so much bushes. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know, but that uh, was really nice because he was like, I get that you think I'm a skeevy, skeevy asshole. I'm not even. But, I'm gonna, yeah, but peep these cookies but i'll wait like two days for a blowjob <laughs> i'm, I'm like, gonna wait so two great more days. and you went and started dating that guy again i did him yeah i did him for a year and a half and i still he was great i sent him a i was on public transportation in minneapolis two weeks ago because george and i um 
travel for work and I decided I'd take this, the bus in Minneapolis to see what that's like. <laughs> What's going on, working class? And um, and I sent him an email from the bus in Minneapolis being like, I just want to say you were a great boyfriend. Aww, and I kind of, that's I, cute. Did he write you. back? Yeah, he did. He's like, thanks, that's really sweet. And we broke up three years ago. That's so nice. But, um, and I haven't had a real boyfriend since him. He was a good boyfriend. He was a great boyfriend. But um, what's yours, Megan? What's I've your- got one. This isn't like, I would say grand, but it was something that made me... Like grand like can also to- be like no one else's or Yeah, nobody's else. Yeah. This is a really good move. Yeah. I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> so I met this guy uh, at a wedding, at a mutual friend's wedding. And he was really nice, uh, but I was like getting off of something and I, I was like not in the mood, you know, to like meet anybody new. So I was just basically like, this is not happening and like, Aww. I don't care. And was he uh, cute? He was real cute. Yeah. Okay. And I and I and I was really into him and we had like a lot in common. And like we OK, this is really cute on the drive up there. We'd all made uh, CDs to like bring with us. We were all like, everyone make a road mix and we'll like bring all these CDs. And uh, both of ours had Joni Mitchell on it, Aww. which is adorable. So he's like sensitive. Uh, but so we, we like, <laughs> we, so we were like, we had a fun uh, time at the wedding and everything. And then we were like heading back. He was like, well, can I, can I like give you my number? And I was like, you know, like I don't, cause I just didn't want to get involved. It wasn't anything to do with him. It was like more about me and like where I was. And I was like, I don't know. And, but I was like, yeah, put your number into my phone. And so I like gave him my phone, types in his number. We go about our own business. Like a week later, I'm, I'm in Brooklyn. I'm like shopping. I'm in like in a grocery store or something. And all of a sudden, my phone starts ringing, and I look at the caller oh. ID, and it says Mary J. Blige. And I was like, "What?" Oh. And and I like didn't know what was happening. And then I like hit, and I was like, "Hello." And it was him. Aww. He had entered his number in as Mary J. Blige. That's so cute. he called me. That's what came <laughs> up. And it was so great because like you know how those first phone conversations are so awkward. Yeah. It no. like got that That's weirdness great. out of the way because I was so like thrown off that I didn't even know what was happening. I and love then we it. Had dated. That's clever. But that hey, are you single? What's the deal? I am single. Mm. 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 How's that I, going? I'm married to my job. Oh, <laughs> ladies. But it's um, true. The job is Ali's of. dad. Yep. <laughs> That's sad because my mom's still alive. Oh, right, right, right. Thanks, George. I met my dad. I met my dad. Marty Hardstark. We're going to show Marty Hardstark. Uh, but I mean, the thing that's gross about that is that it's true that like if you have an all-consuming job, like you kind of do have to prioritize that over like watching watching Netflix yeah. with a yeah. dude and like and giving like you know long so- sensuous hand jobs to the man <laughs> that you love. You yeah, I mean? and I also I I mean like it, it's not even that my work hours were bad, which they were, but it was more so like I'm just so in love with it and so utterly focused on it that you would just come second to like how much I I mean like I I would just much rather be focusing on work than a person and it's But well, what about someone who's in like in that same position like in in the like cuz like a lot of us just I meet people who are badly though. You think so? you're on, well yeah. you're on your second season of Community. It third. Third? Yeah. Oh, We're in the fourth um, season right now, and I started on the second, second season, season, so... I'm when does it premiere? When does your... Uh, October. October, mid-October. And my episode is the Halloween episode. Hey. So, yeah. Can we talk so, about how can cool talk- community is and how everyone is like, obsessed <laughs> with the fact that you're doing I'm that? also obsessed with it. Uh, that's great. That's, that's the other thing. It's like, it is a show that requires a certain level of obsession that I... But you were saying about, like, that's a, that's a hard thing. It's like, I would love to date somebody who is also in the industry, or at least also in comedy, but it's very difficult. I feel like more so difficult for women Women to date men when the when women have jobs in comedy that are like going pretty well than it is for a man to date like a woman because.
because if he's not where I am or higher, it's mm-hmm. just not going to work. Why like, not? Why just, do you think that is? Do you think uh, well, I mean, I would love to meet a guy. I would love to meet a guy that's so comfortable with like himself and where he's going that he's not emasculated by it. But the reason What's that I haven't mean? met anyone lately is because I have become a shut in, and every day that I come in home <laughs> yeah, from work, I sit hard. in my room and play Mario Kart and fold origami cranes all night. What is it about Mario Kart that is like got its hooks in people? I hear the reason that I like it is the same reason I like origami, which is there's a definite <laughs> beginning and end point mm, to every okay. every game. It's like uh, that's why I don't play RPGs where it's like um, yeah, role playing games, uh, yeah. role playing <laughs> games. <laughs> oh really? No. Uh, uh, or rocket propelled grenades? Yeah, yeah. I know. I was like cool. either way, either way. Um, I don't play them because it's too um, expansive of a, a journey. What I what I okay. So when I go to work every day, I have a I have to let's say we're breaking a story. There's no way for me to know when we're done other than this weird feeling of like I guess that feels like a story so I guess we're done mm-hmm. and a lot of times what I'm craving while I'm doing that is something that has a definite beginning and end like I, I, I think I fantasize about coming into work and having them be like okay today you here's the jar of marbles move all of these marbles <laughs> from here to here uh, yeah. one at a time because then I know where what I'm doing and it's I know when it's done and I and I have a sense of like relief and I that's what like humans Mario in general really like enjoy that yeah but yeah, that's like, writing though that's the frustration of writing is that like that it's never done it's good yeah. and it's yeah. this huge it's like it's some people feel really yeah I had a boyfriend once in high school his name was Braun and he was really <laughs> really um he had a mohawk what was that short for Braun Braun <laughs> yeah, that was it and um but he was really terrified of scuba diving but enthralled by it but he was scared of it because it felt really claustrophobic because it was such a vast expanse mm-hmm. like as soon as you dip into that vast expanse and there's no borders like that's when claustrophobia set in and writing is weirdly mm-hmm. like that yeah. you can put any word next to any word in yeah. such a crazy vast vast yeah. like or, like way I don't know that- a blank final draft document is terrifying because oh, it could be anything and and that's why all of my ticks that associated with writing are all about closure they're mm-hmm. all about um, definite borders like I close my door when I write oh. I put on um knee-high socks why i sit in my bed because i need to be i'm like i need like a hugging machine like i need something to be like contain me so that i feel like i'm okay that that i won't spin off into the universe it's also kind of like it's also a uh what's like what's the word when you're like this is how i do things i always have superstition yeah and i always have this yeah they have i do that and then i also wear headphones even if i'm not listening to music just because I like the feeling of somebody like holding my, it almost feels like someone's holding my head and like making me do, making yeah, me do this Yeah, you're thing. totally contained. I do have you have to any be... interns that come and just hug you from behind? <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> Allie and Georgia. We'll yeah, what's the intern application process? <laughs> yeah. Hug his me. dummy. Right. Let's, yeah. uh, let's get to a um, slumber party story. Yeah. I'm into it. Let's see, we have a couple. We have a couple. Let's start with everyone's favorite, which okay. is ghost stories. <gasps> do you have any ghost stories? Megan, do you have any ghost stories? Um... Do I have any ghost stories? Hmm. Well, well Allie gonna... doesn't. Here's the deal. Georgia thinks ghosts are bullshit. I think ghosts are legit. But uh-huh. I want to be. Con- I want to be convinced. You I absolutely think they ghost. Oh, so these are you mean ghost stories that have actually happened? No, yeah, you've heard. Have you seen something? Um, I have one weird thing, and I am an atheist, so I don't. I don't believe in like a hereafter. I don't actually believe in ghosts at all. But I do. So my dad died when I was eight, and he was like always. He was the one that like introduced me to comedy. So like when I was way too young, he was showing me like Marx Brothers movies and stuff like that. So so he was like always that, and then I ended up going into comedy, which is like kind of shitty that he was wasn't around to like see that happen that but makes me want to when i bawling yeah <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh but so um i uh when i when i applied to this onion internship 
and I got the email back from them saying that I'd been accepted. Ugh. I was working at this coffee shop at, at in Ann Arbor at the time, and I got this email while I was at my shift at the coffee shop, and I, I was like freaking out. And then, as I was like sitting reading the email, I had, and again, I do not believe in ghosts, but I had the most v- visceral, v- vivid feeling of someone standing behind me that I've ever had in my life. Uh. That I was absolutely sure, like that it had that moment where you like turn around and nobody's there. And I just knew that it was my dad. <gasps> it was really weird. And then oh, it just like fuck. happened. And then that's, that's it. That's the only thing like that that's ever happened in I my life. It. But it was like, and, and it, and it was like, he hadn't even been on my mind for like, a, cause like, I hate to say this, this is terrible, but like he died when I was eight. I don't think about him all the time. Like it's not sure. a part of my life as sure. much as it used to be. Was it sudden? Uh, yeah, he had, um, uh, he was epileptic and he had a, a seizure in his car and crashed his <gasps> car and died. It was very sudden. That's crazy. Yeah, it was really nuts. Uh, and I had a so, when I was a kid, did you? Too, yeah, they're I'm terrifying. I'm terrified that even more that's terrifying. Uh, my mother, because we were really young, my mom used to tell us when he had seizures that it was because he was out in the sun too long because we she couldn't explain what a seizure was. And so for a long time, I was I was like terrified of being outside yeah. because yeah. I thought if you stayed outside for a certain amount of time, you would like start seizing weirdly. Oh my god, it was really weird. But uh, but so so that's my go. That's I guess like as far as paranormal, that's like the closest thing that I've ever had. I totally like believe that. that. Yeah. like that's not something really that I. Weird. that I when it's like a personal thing like that I'm not but then when it's like I'm hanging I was hanging out in my apartment and like and oh I, I don't believe and like my sock got, went missing no, I, don't I like that. can't hey can't. you know what? what my sock went missing and you know that I freaked I out know, but that's not what I'm I'm sorry I'm not trying to pick on you like I really couldn't think of anything else that. and we're in your apartment no I know like, I love that George is like I'm gonna say something that's so preposterous and it's something that I happened know. to me and it's you a were sock scared? went missing I and I was that. like this shit's I fucking, haunted I'm as fuck I'm not telling you you're Here's crazy why, well I mean and, I've, and I always say this to Georgia it's like they're like radio waves and text wave and text waves and like if you were to put like an, an, a TV antenna you could like watch the if it were a couple of weeks ago <laughs> the Olympics or whatever yeah. and so they're <laughs> Yeah, but it wouldn't move your TV across the room and hide well, it from no, me as a joke. I'm just saying. I'm joking. I'm just, <laughs> the ghost oh my God, is strangling her. <laughs> you know what? A ghost has its cock <laughs> down your Emily mouth. Also thinks that ghosts it's are weedy. I Here's it. If there are ghosts, they are absolutely grinding their junk in your face. And Mr. they think Gans, it's so funny. I'm so sorry about that. They think it's so funny. <laughs> They're like, I've got my balls in your face, bitch. What? Uh, you can't I don't do mind nothing. if ghosts have their balls in my face. But I think, I think that there's so much that we can't detect. There's germs. No offense, Georgia. There's germs all the fuck over us. There are mites in our eyebrows we don't even get. We can't see things. We can't detect things. So mm. the fact that like one second I'm here and I have memories from when I was two years old in a crib and I have thoughts about like shoes and Serbia and I have thoughts about all sorts of things and memories. And then a second later, someone puts like a bullet in my brain. And I'm gone. Like something happens there. So I kind of like am open to the fact that there's like weird energies that we can't detect and that we brush away because we don't get mm-hmm. it just the same way that like we thought that we had like our humors had to be you know drained before mm-hmm. like you know when people had diabetes yeah, but what do we do with that though but what do we do with it is like we try to understand it at least like the idea that in 1969 
scientists didn't believe that there was water anywhere else but fucking dumb earth well, is like, like the hilarious problem, the problem there is that when you what, what you do with it as you try and understand is the same problem with religion is what you do is try and understand which means you interpret it any way you want which means mm. you're probably wrong about it and you're making yeah there might be that science that we don't know yet yeah. there is so like, much attributed yes. to religion and gods and like theism that is science I think it's, it's hilarious I think it's kind of terrifying to then try and understand it without any science behind it. I feel like that's kind of a dangerous thing. Well, no, I think that ghosts are science. I think that, like, there's possibly, like, a residual energy that people don't get. Or, like, matter can't just disappear. This is actually interesting because my... So the episode that I wrote this year is the Halloween episode, and Uh I had to have characters in it discussing whether or not they believe in ghosts. And I know. So I have this conversation, and one of them is saying exactly what you're saying, which is, like, I believe that people can have... Unresolved issues that plague them, is like that, that, that they can, yeah. I know where is Britta? You know what I was going to ask? Is it Joel McHale without a shirt, and then suddenly he's tenderly mouth kissing me? Yeah, <laughs> uh, he does it. have no shirt on in this episode. What? Spoiler. How do we both I will know lick that, the fuck out of his nipples. Allie, how do we both know that? We both knew because ghosts are like Joel McHale's not wearing a shirt. It's not Britta. A shirt. Um, but yeah, but but it's this argument, and and uh, if I if I can say that I made a good point on on behalf of Joel's side. Um, uh, you know, like the thing is, the issues don't necessarily turn into ghosts. I mean, like there are definitely like, but the the people that choose to be haunted are the living people. Mm. Dead people, by nature of being dead, like I, if if I believe that dead people could continue to have um have an effect on our present world, then I would no longer believe in death because that to me isn't death. It death means you're done. You like don't get to continue yeah. to affect our world. Um, and so for me, it's more of a factor of of people preserve allowing themselves to be haunted people preserving the energy of like thing like when you go into a house and you learn that people were murdered there and you start having the feelings of there's something wrong in this house it's because we as a society need to feel like there's some right and wrong in our world and so we need to feel like bad energy is kept like if something bad happened here that there's yeah. some memory of it because it's too fucked up for us to believe that you could murder your whole family and, and then the new family would yeah. just walk in and nothing would happen yeah so i think it's more us our need to make life meaningful hmm. than it is a need to make post-death meaningful like we want to believe that there was a reason for everything that we're doing and it doesn't just stop in the blink of an eye yeah like I like agree. killing your family will have no consequences yeah. over. in the world so you believe in you believe in in our own memories and our own emotions yeah i believe that okay. people can be haunted by things yeah. i don't believe that ghosts are causing haunting to happen i think what drives most people in any in any like facet of their lives is immortality so whether it's having yeah. kids that live beyond you whether mm-hmm. it's like writing believing in hauntings whether continue. it's yeah, yeah writing something that continues mm-hmm. beyond your life i think immortality is like the one thing that human beings struggle with the most it's mm-hmm. like i want to live after i'm dead and do ghosts exist do my kids exist will people be like grandma megan gantz but don't you you think that that's interesting because i've always i've thought about this if our life if there is such a thing as immortality if there is something after we die doesn't Mm -hmm. it make this life less important as opposed to more important because the reason that we're looking Mm -hmm. for immortality is because we want to find meaning like we want to know that we're not just here for no reason yeah um so we want to know that there's going to be something after this but if but isn't it more meaningful what we're doing right now if there is no hereafter like doesn't it make every day that we spend here more important if that when i die i am fucking gone sure moment to moment 
I, in terms of, if I may employ the term YOLO, <laughs> you only live once. I'll allow it. I'll you only live it. once. Um, sure. In terms of YOLO, yes, that means like there's like a, you know, some like shameless carpe deism to that. But like, I think that you, I feel like, what is the point of trying to impact the future if there isn't one? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like what people want is immortality and what immortality affords is respect. I say let's do another... Okay. Hey, Megan. You seem together. Have you ever been super embarrassed? Yeah, what's your most embarrassing moment, Megan? Um, Sure. I I was at a water park once when I was maybe, let's say, 11. Uh This is awful already. Yeah, it's already (laughs) awful. Sucks. And I was wearing um, uh, one of those, like, bathing suits that had, like, shorts. You know, it was, like, the little short... Was this things, a tank? Boy shorts. It was kind of like a tank, but I, but then I think that the top wasn't long, but it had like shorts. Like it was sporty. It was sporty, and <laughs> I was really, really awkward as a kid. Like super, like a like. You, have you seen Welcome to the Dollhouse? Mm-hmm. I looked exactly like Allie that girl. and I weren't. We were really normal. Yeah, I, I <laughs> was super. No, we weren't. I was really gorgeous. Um, <laughs> I can show you some pictures. I will on my uh, phone show you some pictures Please of me do. when I was. It was sure. I have giant pink gla- plastic glasses, yes, like big it. bows in my hair. Like I don't know what I was doing, but um, but so I went and I and I and I also like didn't fit in. I I, I, didn't, I didn't have many friends and like the girlfriends that I had. I just never understood. I never got hanging out with women for like. A lot. Now I have plenty of female friends and I love it. But when I was growing up, I really didn't understand friendship because I was hanging out with women all the time and I was like this is awful and then when I was in high school I started hanging out with guys and I was like oh people have fun like (laughs) people can't have fun with their friends and then I got into college and I met women that are cool and not like totally wound up and I I was like you befriended some teenage cunts I'm sorry I I had some weird I actually there was a girl I was in a group of four girls and this uh, all friends with these four girls and this girl Mary uh, at our lunches every day she at, at school she would she would decide who she was going to play with that oh, day i hate her and then she would only play with that person and then the other two people would be like mm, i guess we're the losers what a bitch oh, i hate how the two of you should be like let's go yeah, fucking let's beat go this fucking shit yeah, but i would bitch. just sit there every day being like can we get this over with so i can just go do something else? but <gasps> anyway so we were and i think all. that they were at this water park so i was like with a bunch of girls at this water park and there's some like teenage boys you know also and so we're like having this like flirty you know mm. thing or whatever and then uh and but none of them are paying attention to me they're all paying attention to my other girlfriends and everything and they're being really flirty but like I'm not getting any attention and then we go up we were because you have to stand in line you know to like go up to get on these water slides so we go we stand in line these boys are behind us they're talking to all my girlfriends we go down the slide I we get back in line I'm standing there and all of a sudden the boys are like talking to me and they're laughing at things I'm saying and they're like paying attention to me and everything and then when I'm gonna quick kill myself real fast (laughs) when I get to the top of the slide and I realize that I had when I went down the slide the first time I had ripped a hole in the back <gasps> of my bathing suit and that they were all making fun of me uh, laughing about it oh my and god. that's why they were like paying attention to me is oh because god. I had a hole in the back of my bathing suit in your suit. butt crack oh my god they yeah. saw your butt crack and yeah. they were friendly and they were like friendly because it was like a big joke to them that what I was a, all do you guys I remember what a and, I, and then I chopped off all their dicks <laughs> oh good for you yeah. good for good you for and they're all bald fatty fat that's I now. know. I really dicks. want to meet. At what point were you like, oh shit? Uh, right when we got to the top. I like I don't even remember what I did but I was like t- and then I realized and I was like oh and there's my. nothing you can do no, because nothing. if you turn to them and you go oh I realized then they get to like burst out laughing yeah. because and you they don't were have holding the wherewithal to kind of be like 
to be like, hey, isn't that funny, you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I couldn't play it off. So what'd you do? So I went down the slide again, and then I was like, I've got to get out of here. And I was that the worst. That was the worst. I don't. I blacked out. I don't even remember what was. And then what happened? You guys are friends. Now we're friends. He actually just called me a week ago to tell me that his wife is having an affair. And I was like helping him get over that. Where does he live? Your head on on my lap and pet your head. I was I was one of eighteen people at his wedding. Wow. Yeah. I pinned the boot near on him before he like walked down the aisle. I hope his wife's not listening to this. Hey, wait, I had a wedding with 18 people wait a minute. And, this, and some hey, girl. Wait, 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 wait. Well, she Are was you the one just... that was cheating, so it's like if she's listening to it, she knows. I feel like this is a Meg Ryan Tom Hanks movie, and I'm waiting yeah, for the third out. You're Gerard right? Am I Gerard Depardieu? Can I be Gerard Depardieu? I just Depardieu? don't even know. But it's like, what yeah. am I? It's so funny because it's like, and actually, this was like the most ironic thing that ever happened to me because he, he calls me and he's like telling me about all this. And he's like, he, I was like, oh my God, how did you find out? And he goes, uh, actually, it's kind of ironic. Um, I have a keystroke tracker on my computer. <laughs> and the reason that's ironic is because that's how I caught him cheating on me. I had this boyfriend for a while. And whenever things would really hurt us, but we couldn't handle it, we would look at each other and go, life. It's, it's bigger, <laughs> which no, is like, bigger. which is from losing my religion from REM. <laughs> life. One of us would just go life, and the other one go. She does that with her new husband, Georgia. <laughs> my Georgia. new husband, Georgia Hartstrick. We just one of us will go life. It's bigger. Uh, <laughs> so that's awful. Uh, do they have any? Do they have any tiny ones of them? Any babies? No, no babies. Good. They shouldn't. Yeah. Is he going to break up with her? I don't know. They're Is he coming after weird? your vaginas? Uh, no. Megan. No, 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 no. Okay. Oh, hey, I yeah. just remembered. He and I are really both into death shows. Yeah. And oh, I was watching shows. one. Oh, I was watching one yesterday about a woman who's um, her husband's mistress put a hit on her three times. Mm. Each time the gunman missed her. What? Until he finally shot her in the stomach. And then, <gasps> and she lived, and she found out about the whole thing, got back together with her husband. <gasps> Bitch was what? touched by an angel. And she was like, like on 2020, being like, no, he's not. It's fine. Have, have you guys seen that documentary, Crazy Gross. Love, or no, something like that? It's about the, the this guy was obsessed with this woman, uh, so obsessed with her that he threw acid on her face. Oh, yeah. And then she yes, ended up yes, marrying yes, him. Yes, yes, yes. No, yes, she yes, did. Yes, yes, you must watch this. Acid on her face. Thing. Why did she do? Oh, my God. She was, she was like, a beautiful woman. She was gorgeous, and then he threw acid on her face, and then it was like, well, nobody else will love me, and also this guy loves me. And he, and he like, it's this whole documentary, and it's like about how many times he apologized, and how, <sighs> and then she like came around, and then they got like married. She was a beautiful woman. He was jealous. He hired someone and gave him like fifty dollars to throw fucking hydrochloric acid on her face it. or whatever. And then she up. was so fucked and melted. She was like, "Well, he's the only one that's gonna love me." He's like, I knew See how girl. much I love you. I knew a girl. I destroyed you. I knew a friend of a friend. Ugh, that's who's... the capacity of female understanding. By the okay. way, okay. I guess. Really love me. I knew a girl, a friend of a friend, whose boyfriend like was carrying like like they were like trying to unclog their sink and like tripped and and like got whatever the (gasps) fuck was in the sink on her fucking face and burnt the side of her face. (gasps) Who else? She stayed with him. Well. I I wouldn't. That's a a goddamn asshole. Oh my! I mean, that's that's an accident though. No, it's an asshole. You were right the first time. <laughs> no, it's an accident. I mean, like, oh my god, I was trying to get the hair clog out. Versus, I paid some creepy, shady yeah, dude yeah. to ruin you forever so that only I will love you. I feel like they're both Ugh. run the other ways. Like, if well, you're that sure. klutzy, you're gonna drop our baby one day. Like, you're like you're like genetically, you should not be allowed to be with a person who can 
maybe accidentally get pregnant. I don't know how klutzy. You know what? Just hire a plumber. God. Okay, we have um, some yeah. more slumber party questions. Colin dropped a plate of fucking deviled eggs that I had made for your party, and I was livid. If he <laughs> dropped, if he also dropped acid on my face, it, it was my, it was my birthday. <laughs> I'm not this kidding you. Birthday I'm not kidding. It was my birthday, really and I had this birthday. big birthday party. It was in November. You're invited the next one, and, and I made like six different Georgia, plates of food. Georgia made all these plates of food. Hey, I'm in a bit. 25 thanks bitch and i waited 20 minutes georgia was an hour and a half late and i was like where's georgia where's georgia she got here and i was like as, as soon as she walked in the door i pulled her aside i was like you've been crying what's going on <laughs> she was like i made you deviled eggs colin insisted Beautiful. on carrying too much to the car because he was trying to be helpful and he dropped like half of the food and then they had to go back inside and cry it out for an hour <laughs> and i was like bitch you could have gotten kfc and just come here it's no big <laughs> it was frustrating on many levels so he also like accidentally tripped in because he was ca- trying to carry too many things and like he was threw acid helpful. in my face <laughs> and also extra and also for life deviled eggs with caviar on them I would yeah, oh, yeah I wanted to eat the shit out of speaking did you like make an egg salad or anything oh. what did you do oh you I was them out? it was my birthday no we were on the ground oh, oh I, I thought know. you meant like they uh, no, 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 gra- no. you know what though Jeez, I think it was fitting up. because gravity took me and the eggs all in one year <laughs> okay we have a question speaking of food so okay let's say that this is a slumber party which it is and there's like a kitchen raid if you could like 2 a.m gorge on fucking whatever Nobody you knows. wanted nobody's there man. Nobody's or watching. whatever like there is anything in the kitchen right yeah. now and you could eat the fuck out of it i know exactly what? uh i take brownie mix I, oh. I i i call it uh brownie in a cup uh <gasps> i now i have to use gluten-free brownie mix which isn't uh. as good but just brownie mix in a mug in a coffee mug and then a little bit of water in it to so make it like dough like, like a paste powder, the powder just and the then powder the and then water like paste and so it makes it like a paste and then just fucking smooth yes. it in your face. wow it's super good i right? love this question because everyone has the most interesting I what do you do when you eat it do you watch tv do you stand over the sink what do you do uh, uh, I watch TV sometimes okay. when I'm feeling naughty I heat it up in the microwave motherfucking oh, hell yeah sexy. Um, hell I yeah, also when I uh, a lot of mine I feel like I, I get really stoned and I eat weird things uh, <laughs> one of them is I like to take a scoop of peanut butter and then um, have a, like a bowl of chocolate chips and just oh. take, take the spoonful of peanut butter and then just like push it down yep, on so the chocolate chips stick, chip stick in so there stick and in then there. just fucking <gasps> eat that shit off if you're gonna do drugs and have a spoon involved yeah. that's the way that's to do it Wait, what else? Yeah. Smoke some more. reefer and then eat a spoonful what else of peanut do I butter. Eat that's like really awful. That do you have a prescription for the marijuana? I do have a prescription. What yeah. did you tell your dude? Um, that I have anxiety, which is true. Does uh, it help with anxiety? Um, my mom says it. It does. Hey. It does help with anxiety. I don't really think I have that. I don't think I have enough anxiety to warrant as much weed as I well, smoke. Well, you know. <laughs> um, but what it helps with more so is because of the gluten thing. Like, uh, I have like nausea pretty constantly, and it really helps with that. Wow. Um, also, I have an o- overactive brain. That's mostly like if I could say my brain is overly active and I want to be dumber sometimes. That's uh, the real reason that I, I smoke weed. I think that's weed. anxiety. Yeah, it's just. It, but it's not. It's like. It's like you. I come home from work and it's like I can't stop thinking about the show and like about what's going on there and so then I'm just like oh I want to be retarded like I want to feel like it. my brain is broken uh, so that I can watch reality TV and just like, like laugh to myself all I can once do right yeah. you know what's funny is I think most people self-medicate using television but you make television so you have to go one step beyond oh wow yeah. you know yeah. what I mean when yeah, you, when you watch television yeah. do you look at, at these characters and like I, I know what they're that's why I, I don't know. watch comedies I anymore I, that's I, why I, I only see, watch murder shows when I see yeah, yeah 
when I see like commercials, I see their headshot. Yeah, like, this is what your headshot. I, wa- I watch TV shows now, and I'm like, oh, this was clearly like one of their lower budget episodes because they're all in the same sets, or they're like <sighs> pairing off characters in such a way that it's clear that they shot off this, they shot this person out in one day or something. <gasps> wow. Like I think about the production side of it so much now that it's not so enjoyable to watch them anymore. So That's I like, only watch murder shows. It's like, like fucking to have a baby. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you see it. Like, uh, come on, come yeah, on. And then all of a sudden it's like, why? Oh, God, I'm not. He's like, you can't get swept away because all you're thinking about is like the end result of this so comedies Ugh. don't like take me on a journey anymore i'm just like what do you what's oh, your I favorite like thing to watch then yeah yeah murder like f- first 48 uh I, investigation discovery I like all the time because it's a little it's too, too real like no it's like it's like yeah someone got shot in, at a, in drive-by shooting in the middle of detroit like yeah of course they did not like oh, oh so there was like this, oh freaky yeah like, like, like you like where, weird yeah. creepy like yeah, premeditated like, this bullshit got, like, this, like like sad little sweet girl got like kidnapped from this club that she was at with a fake I id saw like, this. that's crazy i me? saw Ugh. this one the other day that was uh, there's this investigation discovery show which by the way investigation discovery has just decided that their only market is women because they're releasing shows now like i killed my bff i saw that you see that <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they're like, I'm oh, so surprised it wasn't are... like OMG I killed my BFF OMG, FML I killed my yeah. <laughs> FML SMH um, shake my head um, but they but I was watching this one called Real Interrogations and uh, and they had actual clips from Real Ooh, and there was <laughs> there were these two there was this girl that was like at her house her parents were out of town she was like at her house alone she was found murdered and it turned Whoops. out that these two kids from her high school had murdered her but not only did they murder her they planned it in advance to the point where they took video of themselves talking they took they shot themselves talking about how they were going to do it and during the video they were like we apologize to Cassie's family because like somebody it had to be somebody and you know it just happens to be her that we're going to do it. and then they took video of her at her locker and she's taking books <gasps> out of her locker and going why are you filming me <gasps> no yeah and they have the actual video that they showed in the thing and it was so eerie they vlogged oh, yeah, that yeah. shit really? yeah they, they like, vlogged her murder How they literally stupid and they them. took video of not That's of fucked. the murder but they took video of her before the murder and then they have a they have the camera like when they're driving away and they're like oh my god oh my god oh my god and they have like the video going and they're like talking about the fact that they just murdered somebody it was really messed up that Can feels like a weird that, dystopia like, I want to talk what? about the carcasses of uh, of bunny fruit snacks that Allie has laying on her. She just picked up all of them to see if there was well, any. In, in, in. Uh, we have these like Take fruity snacks and it's like dusk. But it's feeding time. The way you just picked time. them all up to see if there were any. It Why was, do you like, think it is that women watch so many murder shows for real though? Oh, uh, because, I don't know. I think you bitches are crazy. I think you bitches are crazy. I think that there is so much stress in the world. Again, I've talked about this in the podcast. I worry on a daily basis about whether or not my parents have enough money to retire on. Mm-hmm. Like, I worry about all this shit that's like real life shit that I don't need to concern myself with a some bitch named Melanie that got stabbed <laughs> by her fucking crackhead yeah. boyfriend. Well, that's my point is like, oh God, there's so many different, like, A, okay, I want to be aware of what could happen. Yeah. Oh, you don't need to be aware. You don't need to be aware. That's why I watch You don't need to be aware. You don't need to know. I know, but also, I don't want to, I know that my parents don't have any money and I'm going to have to support them in like five years, like if that. So it's so much funner, more it's so much it's funner. funner. It's more funner to check it's out. It's so much funner to be like, well, that girl dies. That sucks for her. Like, I, that's not going to happen that's in five happen. years. Yeah, so, yeah. But I know I'm going to fucking have to take care of my parents who are going to go true. crazy so soon. So you do, you, you like engage in horror to distract yourself from real life, yeah, less it's bloody like I horror. I can't deal with the real life stuff. Ugh. It's just like, yeah, that's going to happen. It's, yeah. 
I've known that since Brody. I was a kid that I was going to take care of my Can parents. we talk about fucking? Yeah, let's talk yeah. about fucking. Okay. Let's talk about fucking. Namely, fuck that. Fuck that is a segment we do where we ask you to name things that you're like, you love so much, you're like, I would fuck that. Oh. Or like you and. hate so much that you're like, fuck that. So, so one thing that, that you really like or thing okay. that you really hate. Um, Something that I would want to like physically have sex with because mm-hmm. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, see, but it's like she, the first thing that springs to my mind are actual men. You mean like non-physical? <laughs> uh, I was thinking about Joseph Gordon-Levitt like a lot. Like, you like? Yeah, what about really him? him? I feel like he's a twee or something. Super into so him. Really? He's got like a sweet face. I'm into that type of guy though. Like I really like Topher Grace. I think he's like super hot. Wow. I'm like nerdy. Like, that's your type. But let me think. Um, no, that's good. That's a good one. If um, I could have a sexual relationship with origami, it would like solve a lot of my problems. I bet, yeah. Um, Can uh, you be on one of those shows where it's like you're uh, and, like, addicted fuck- oh, to weird... You know what? Actually, there is a there was a documentary about these people that are in love with inanimate objects. Yeah. Like cars and bridges and stuff. I actually have sexual like feelings towards bridges. Okay. Like I not really? not like not like that I wouldn't want to fuck it, but when I see a bridge, I'm like, I'm like attracted to it. Do you it. get a boner? Like, you get a lady boner? I get a lady boner for it. Like when I was in New York, I lived um in Williamsburg and my window had a postcard view of the Williamsburg Bridge. Uh. And I used to come home from work and just sit in my bed and look at it for like an hour. There's something about them that's like beautiful that I that it's like a um, sublime feeling that I get like looking at them. I feel so, like there's like a weird peacekeeping nobility to them. Yeah. I suppose. It hmm. bridges. I like that notion of bridging people, bridging, you know, like getting people. I, so bridges, I feel like I, I've always been regret. Like when the first time I saw the Golden Gate Bridge, I just broke down. Into, I just broke Lady down. Lady Boner yeah. Tear yeah. Fest. Oh. Crazy. And I don't know why. It was just like. Maybe it was your. Period. Birthday. <laughs> birthday. Um, so bridges, so Lady Boners. All fuck right. Well, what about fuck that. I hate Who do you it. fucking hate? Who or what do you fucking hate? Like so hard. I know. There isn't. You know what? This is the dumbest. Most. This is the most like, m- like tiny microscopic complaint. But in Los Angeles, there's an intersection, and it is like Hillhurst, <laughs> Hollywood. Oh, oh I know sunset. that Virgil. There's Virgil. Die there all the time. There is an intersection that is so evil. It is so evil. It is so many roads converging in one traffic crotch. Forever. You wait forever. Terrible. La Cienega, uh, San San Vicente. Vicente. Fuck that. Fuck those, fuck those intersections. You find yourself there like you would find yourself in like a Denny's in Ohio at two in the morning where like I didn't mean to be here, but I'm here and I accidentally went down Hillhurst and now I have to go left on Sunset and what the fuck am I going to do? And I'm going to sit here for like 18 minutes waiting for the light to change and Last night I was trying to take a left on it, and sure enough, there were like people crossing the street. Yeah, that there's were, someone like, making a right so they can't, you can't get past them because someone's crossing the fucking street as that. slow as they can possibly walk. Sla- yeah. Fuck it, and then just fuck looking it. at you and being like, "Fuck it, what? I'm okay. <laughs> fuck it." That's um, my, that's my like, fuck that. That's a good one. I it's hate so dumb. I hate driving in general. Driving's I really awful. dislike driving. In fact, when I moved out here, that was like one of the biggest things for for me to get over was driving. Like I used to come home from uh, from working at Dimitri show and like um, parking was such like a disaster because I was living in West Hollywood and I could Ugh. never find a spot and I would keep driving past my house and like looking at it longingly Ugh. like if I can just get rid of this car I can go in there Ugh. and then I would pull into somebody's parking or somebody's driveway and they just start sobbing because oh, I would just be it. like oh, I can't God. get rid like I can't get rid of this giant piece of metal so that I, I can go it. lay in my fucking bed like a 
human being. I know. Like, why does Paul's everyone like, need to own a giant piece of metal? I know. Awful. We all own bigger pieces of metal than that any of us. That we're driving past each other on just the on the belief that nobody's going to cross over these like lines that are painted on the road. I know. Um, Sometimes I'll be driving. This is weird, but I was just I just drove nine hours up and back from my parents' house, and like somewhere around hour six, I'll be like. I can't believe anyone trusts me to do this. I know, right? We're driving bullets, essentially. I'm like driving a huge other. piece of metal, and it's all up to me and my attention span as to yeah. whether or not this goes well. Or and like, I'm like, synapse is firing correctly. Yeah, like, I was like, people a, trust me to just... And I'll even be like on the 101 and be like, you fucking trust me to do this? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Or, no, I that's, very that's bad not what scares me. What scares me is that I trust everyone else to do it. I don't care. I don't. Tr- I trust everyone else more than me. I give people the benefit of the doubt to the point of like it's perilous. But still, I'm like, I, I, I'm sure everyone is capable of mistakes. But yeah, it's like we drive these crazy fucking machines. Like just in the future, we're going to be like, isn't it weird that everyone had their own crazy, huge fucking machine? Yeah. And that they weren't regulated in any way. Like yeah. that at any moment, somebody nope. could just jerk the wheel to the left and like yeah, smash you guys shit can had happen tell, we had to like force my grandma at like 97 to Gross. stop driving yep. uh, yeah not okay you don't have to take okay. a driver's license test after when you're like fucking old as shit i know um trust us i do have something that's fuck that okay, okay. uh makeup Okay. I really dislike makeup. Yeah, but you have adorable freckles that I can't mm. deal with. You have a good face, bitch. Mm, stop. I don't like wearing it, and here's why. Because it's <laughs> it's um it's something that I don't understand, and then I'm so far away from being able to understand at this point. Like the other day I went in to and I do wear I try I just wear foundation and chapstick. That's like all I wear. But so I walked into this uh, I walk into this place to like buy some new foundation, and this woman is like uh telling me uh, like oh she's trying to upsell me basically on something else. So she's like oh you know what's really good that we just haven't is this eyeshadow primer this stuff that Uh. you put on your eyelid before you put your eyeshadow on and she's like and I was like oh I don't know and she goes you know it's really great because sometimes when I don't feel like doing a full like eye makeup I just put this stuff on and like when I'm feeling really lazy and I and I immediately was like oh so when you're feeling really lazy you do a step that I've never even (laughs) heard of before like that's how far I am I've never heard of that thing and you're like oh sometimes when I'm feeling like a real asshole that doesn't care about looking like a piece of shit. I just do this. And I'm like, great, I'll just take the foundation again and Did then you get go. The primer? Did you no. did you start quoting passages of uh, Naomi Wolf's ha. beauty myth? Yes, I love that. How oh, great a book is that? It's on my shelf right here. Know, but how much so does that good. fuck you up when you read that it when did. you're like when I read twenty it in college, or whatever? I was like, oh my god, you're so right. Yeah, but it's really a bit. Really, the reason is honestly because I don't feel like I can do it very well, and yeah. and also I feel like it sits on my face really weird. I've never felt normal with it. Like I have girlfriends that every once in a while are like, let me put some makeup on you, <laughs> and then they'll put like eyeshadow and stuff on me, and then the whole night I'm just like blinking weird and like looking at it and being like there's something on my eyeballs like what's happening and then uh, it's just and I also I feel like here here's the other thing this is a big thing with me I do not like setting myself up for contests that I'm gonna lose so oh. for me for me the reason I don't wear makeup is because I don't want you to think that I'm trying to be like a beauty queen and it. so if I don't wear it then you're not expecting but as soon as I start fucking putting makeup and eyeshadow and all that shit you're gonna you're be in like the race. well you're in yeah, the, you're the race. race here's who I am this is what you're getting this I'm not gonna getting. 
fitting. Trick there's you. no, yeah, there's, I I'm not trying that hard, obviously. There's so a funny thing though. When I wear makeup, I feel like I channel something masculine. I feel like I channel a weird, like drag queen RuPaul really? mockery of womanhood. That's where when I'm like fucking dressed up to the nines, it's like booyah on you. Yeah. Like jokes My on you. My lips are red, but not for real. Not yeah, because like, I'm aroused jokes at on you, you, but just because I put this red show. I feel not, yeah, not because I'm, I know, I mean, I don't think any of us are wrong, but I feel when I have makeup on, I feel more confident. Period. I feel but like I it's a think, big fucking joke. I feel joke. like everybody and looks and at me and they go, oh, it's the same thing I feel about dresses. When they look at me, they go, oh, she's trying. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's I feel like thing. when people look at me and then I'm like, oh, I don't want you to think I'm trying. But now it's a, it's a bad thing for me because whenever I do wear a dress, then everyone's like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm Someone's like, Someone's ovulating. Uh, now See, I feel, I feel terrible. like my default now, like since I was a like a teenager is makeup and a dress. Like I fucking love wearing those things. I know you so guys wear not, the cutest dresses. You look we, so cute I mean, all the we're, time. That's how I all. We're I mean, different Allie though. Wearing jeans and shit. I, I like wearing, wearing my like my default comfort is boots, stretch denim, and a tank top. There's like something very Snake Plissken meets Barbarella about that. And I was trying to explain. <laughs> that's what you would wear if if like nobody was ever going to see you again. That's what you would wear. Oh, okay. jeans, stretch denim, tank top, boots, and like big hair lip gloss but I don't I feel like in dresses I feel really weirdly vulnerable because like your vag is straight out there yeah and I feel like I'm like I'm a lady and but you also I, are welcoming the gaze of men like you're like sure. look at me yeah, I, love the the gaze. Gaze. Yeah. I love the gaze there's the we gaze. all love gaze but, but I, I do feel like yoga but I, pants tank top and like knee-high socks see, and I love, no but I love the idea that when I kick some a kick a guy in the face yeah he's gonna fucking see my underwear like because i'm wearing a cute dress you know but like in a good way like when i kick him he's gonna i don't know it's something i really like about looking like really feminine and not and being powerful in it yeah the the other thing for me is that dresses necessitate high heels and i'm so fucking gargantuan anyway yeah i just always feel like why am i putting these high heels on so i can dominate every man that walks past me Guys who know George and I and like and or whatever who have like seen us or whatever is like oh those are the girls that wear dresses. So then I show up for a fucking date wearing dress like Snake Plissken from Escape from New York and they're like this isn't what I ordered like this is, this is the wrong hamburger and I'm like I'm I just this is me though like I'm powerful and they're yeah, like no I feel like it's a challenge to be like look how darling and feminine I look and Ugh. now I'm not gonna be a fucking idiot and I'm not gonna go make your eggs or cookies or whatever so I'm not good, gonna yeah. make your eggs in my in my See, uterus in my, I'm, yeah. I'm the other way which is like. Yeah, I'm gonna dress like you, but like, look, there's boobs under here and yeah, shit. Yeah, no, it's like, there's boobs under here and shit. I love it. And even with you, it's like I meet you and I'm like, I'm not a dodo head. Like, I'm still wearing this, yeah, right dress, and it's like this is the story behind it. It's so interesting. I'm that super I'm not, jealous of you guys though that you wear dress because they look really? so natural on you. You just we'll like, dress I you. always feel like I'm like uncomfortable. Can we in do them. your makeup? I also, have, I also have this thing when I go and try on clothes that I walk out of the dressing room and I, I look in the mirror and I'm like, I have no feeling whatsoever about what I'm wearing. We'll take you goddamn shopping. Yeah. Yeah, I just shopping? don't care. Like I we'll have, I, I have friends that are just like buy that because yeah. because you look at it and I'm like whatever. You'll like, never I wear give it. Give a shit. Yeah, I just well, really don't. We'll I've never walked out of a dressing room and been like, yeah, this is the dress for me. I'm gonna fucking. And then there's like this. a like, never happens. I'm just like I guess this covers the parts of me that I don't want people <laughs> to see. So it's fine. I guess. You know what I wish you could buy? I wish you could just buy those black sensor bands. I was yes. gonna say. Like this is a black sensor. Band. Yeah, I cannot area. wait until the future where we're all wearing the same fucking pantsuit. I know, I get it, I get like, it. Get out of bed, and that's the thing you put on, and nobody gives a shit. Well, speaking about the future, we're gonna wrap this up by asking what you want to be when you grow up. What's oh. your five year plan? Most What's your five year plan? <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, that's like so interesting. Um, 
On your birthday. <laughs> My birthday. So is this like, because like I already got, I, I got what I wanted to be when I grew up. I'm like past that. But like, if I could say what I, what I want to do if like I don't need money anymore, yeah. like what yeah. I would just do. Um, I would... I think I would try to be like a David Sedaris. Like I would write like personal nonfiction essays, um, uh, shorter pieces about like my life and uh, people that I know and stuff like that. I would really like to 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 write. I, I was like essay for the essay format. I was like really obsessed with David Sedaris for a long time in college and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I always wanted to do something like that. Um, uh, or you know, I'm I'm like trying to write a pilot right now. I'd like to also have like a show. That wouldn't be bad. No, I bet that'll happen. Will you write about us? Yeah. Of course. I already am stealing like a I'm definitely gonna steal your uh story that you told me about uh <laughs> the, salad the salad bar at uh <laughs> at Whole Foods. I'm already taking that. Like I'm already stealing it. You can prepare we, to sue me. It? Yeah. Allie, so, ready? Uh, no, you can tell it. Okay, so Allie and I you know, we've talked about this on before on the podcast. Expect this in the pilot episode of whatever uh <laughs> show that I'm making. Uh we've talked about um guys who like to neg, which is like to be negative towards a girl so that they'll the girl will date them. It's a very like the game kind of yeah. a play. So Allie and I were at a salad bar um, getting salad once at like Whole Foods or somewhere like that. And um, I was talking about a guy who had made who had diminished me for his own advantage. Right. And, I, and then I yelled at Allie really loud at this like fucking salad bar that was crowded at lunch. And I said, Allie, you need to stop dating these neggers. <laughs> <laughs> and I, She's the best story. Just both. Look is the best story. I was like loading up some garbanzo beans on my salad. And she's like side now. <laughs> I like Georgia. As I was saying, I was like, oh my god, that doesn't sound that right. Come out exactly the way I meant. Stop dating black people. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, so I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. So sorry. Yeah. Uh, as long as they're positive to me, I can yeah, date them. If they're mean to you, like, I'm totally oh, stealing that story. That's I my my dream is really to have a show where I can just have all these funny females that I've like met in my life come in, and we can all just like have brunch every day. And get super drunk and then end up with like two stories at the end of it that we can put in an episode <laughs> and then call ourselves party. writers. Welcome to Slumber Party. <laughs> By the way, can you call us females? Females? I, like, I like that better. I know a lot of very funny females. Females. I like that. Well, thanks to Megan Gans, our favorite female. Uh, She's been amazing. Uh, it's her birthday. It's, it's her birthday. birthday. It's you absolutely not her birthday. Yelp and uh, review this to say it was your birthday. Give her five stars because they're Martha. Birthday. Um, no, really, thanks to you, Megan, for being here in our pillow fort. Megan, how can everyone find you online? Um, at Megan Gans at, on Twitter, or uh, I have a I have a few tumblers. My favorite one of which is photosofthetv.tumblr.com, which <laughs> is it. just photos I take of my television. I love set. it. That's great. I already love it. It's wonderful. Stalk her, love her as we do, and watch Community. It uh, it debuts in early October. Yeah, October, mid October, uh, October like fifteenth or something like that, and then. Uh, my episode will be the Halloween episode, which will be the second episode. Hey. God damn it! Get your peepers on it, bitches! Yeah. <laughs> so excited! Yay. It's on Fridays at eight thirty now. Oh, that's right. Fridays that's at eight thirty right. after Whitney and before Grimm. So it's not at all a graveyard spot that NBC <laughs> yeah. has oh. sent us to to die. We'll be watching <laughs> not, at all. not at all. You are There's not such a, a cross section of fans from Whitney to Grimm. Yeah, absolutely, they will love our show. Well, they will now. Hospice, schmospice. <laughs> okay, no, we're. I love Community. I cannot fuck wait to watch it thank you so much for being here thank you guys thanks megan what did we tell you guys we told you that this slumber party was going to get real and gonna get a little fugly and it did i feel like 
y'all that are still with us, like your hair is a mess. Yeah. You probably you're wearing one sock. Is a couple hours have elapsed and you're like crying. Different. Yeah. Life's different it. at this point. You're into it. So you're welcome. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with us this whole time. Rate us on iTunes. This is what's weird. If you leave us a comment on iTunes, we will read it. Absolutely. It will impact us in our brain areas. You guys, so. we are so desperate for like <laughs> for for people to tell us what they think about us. That's that creepy, we read every dude. comment. Don't we? Are you that desperate for people to tell us what you think about us? No. Charges. No, I'm, I'm cool. But okay, yeah. leave us a comment, rate us, tell friends like, hey, I listened to this podcast that was about like a slumber party. And if you have slumber party games or tricks for us, leave us in the comments. Yeah. Whatever type of thing you want us to light as a feather, stiff as a Yeah, what was your fun Fruit like slumber party game that you used to play? Tell us and we'll, we'll use it on slumber party. Georgia doesn't know this, but the next episode I'm going to put her hand in warm water. What? what happens? Well, I wet myself on a regular basis anyway, so it's just going to be even worse. Georgia's going to urinate next yeah. episode. So Subscribe to us on iTunes. Go to feralaudio.com and uh, listen to all our other podcasts. We have a couple episodes. They're so much fun. I hope you guys like it. There's a lot of other fun podcasts on Feral Audio that you guys will love. Yeah, donate, you rich assholes. Donate, you guys. We're poor as shit. Five dollars, dicks. What's that to you? What's that to you? Some What's drugs? Five fucking dollars. Some drugs, I bet. Soy latte, you fucking assholes. Rich, I love you so much. You guys, thank you so I much. I love you so much. Okay, bye. I miss you. Support your favorite artists, help pay for their show's production, and keep your favorite shows free. Visit feralaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This outro features the music of the fancy, we are the fancy.net.